Good evening. How's everybody doing? Welcome to Good Vibes Jason with Jason B of Broad Minds and More podcast. Let's get the day started out with. So we've got a, a good show planned ahead for you. We're going to talk about a, quite a few different topics today. We're going to be talking about podcasting, sleep, half-stepping, uh, feeling good about where you're going, self-development, call-ins, uh, your evening study, you know, the grind for progression, tips to save money, reading books, and so on and so forth. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Every Good Endeavor by Timothy Keller. Um, we're also going to be doing a little bit of reading out of Unshakable. Um, Tony Robbins is a financial book, one of his financial suggestion books. Uh, we've got two quotes of the day that we're going to be talking about. Again, we're going to be talking um, and pointing out some call-ins that I've received, and I appreciate you all, as well as the messages and emails that I've been receiving. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back, okay? Okay, so what has been going on with me? Um, a lot of restructuring, I, I'd have to say. Uh, I haven't been podcasting as much as I'd like. Um, this is the first time I'm actually sat down at my desk in a little while to actually record a specific episode. I've been recording stuff on the road lately for me just to listen to and kind of refresh my ideas about my podcasting. So um i've been waiting to make this episode and now that it's early enough or i have enough time it's 10 o'clock pacific my time so i have time to make this episode and so what's the first issue of the day or the evening and the first one is sleep how much are you missing out on to achieve and are you robbing yourselves or ourselves from not getting to bed early enough or sleeping is not as important because we're too busy trying to grind all the time sleep is so important that we can correct you know if we get the correct amount of sleep we can actually be more energized and more effective in almost any parts of our lives but with the lack of sleep you can almost guarantee that the mistakes that you're going to make are going to be in abundance and i don't care who you are or how old you are it it does go around basically excuse me i was playing some music um, before i made this episode and it just kept on playing anyway so uh sleep has been on my mind and i have not been able to get to bed on time because i've been getting home around seven between seven and ten o'clock and um I just know that I'm getting up earlier. I'm getting up still like, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock. Um, I haven't gotten up at four o'clock lately, but I know that's on the horizon. And the reason why I get up early, um, this starting this last Monday, I went back to the gym full time. Um, I spent 55 minutes uh, pounding weights or you, today, what did I do today? Oh yeah, I went through a spin class, uh, spinning, I have mixed reviews about because it really depends on the atmosphere of the class to me and the instructor because 
I'm a cyclist and I love to ride outdoors, but lately it's been kind of storming lately. So uh, riding indoors is something of a last resort. And when I go to the gym, it's like I want to get in, I want to get out, and I don't want to be disturbed too much. You know, and I guess when I go to the gym, I'm that's where I'm introverted. Like I'm really self-conscious about, you know, lifting weights, spending time working out. I don't want to talk. Um, more than likely the later I go, I, I've been approached so many times by personal trainers like, Hey, you know, do you need any personal training? And I'm like, no, no, thank you. I mean, it's, it's expensive. So, um, but anyway, uh, getting back to the main issue of sleep, I just noticed, um, was it last night I got a good eight hours sleep and I woke up so refreshed and so ready to go this morning that when I went to the gym, went to work out, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then when I came back to meditate and do my daily readings, do my journaling, my my focus was just so much more sharp. So um, I've heard news articles and, or read news articles and heard newscasts about how important sleep is. And I was listening to a podcaster, Katie Harrell. She was from the BS Detox. She's on, you can find her on apple itunes podcast and she had an episode where one of this uh, really successful trainers is one of the things he measures is to for his clients is is the amount of sleep so if you are not getting enough sleep you're not going to be effective not only at work but at home or anything that you do so um it varies from age to age you know from youth to old so if you have time you know, write down how much, you know, when you're going to bed. And um, the other tips I have is setting up the right atmosphere. Um, I have been putting my cell phone in another room and charging it in another room and not in the room that I sleep. I've also been turning off. I do have a television in the room, but I have been turning it off and not falling asleep to it. So that deeply affects you know how you your sleeping patterns are created um the magnetic pulses that are created from the television um the positive ions are not good for your brain they keep you up and keep you thinking so on and so forth so um take an evaluation and if you want something to set the mood lavender or the smell of lavender lavender incense or even their spray and oils you can buy you can spray it on your pillow so it'll help you go to sleep. Um, I know quite a few people who uh, smoke marijuana or do edibles. I, I am one person that does that on occasion when uh, my stress or my PTSD just gets out of control and my thoughts won't let me go to sleep. It's an edible or I'm smoking, but I'm really trying not to um, get too much into that because um, I do like being clean as much as possible and going to sleep naturally. Now I have a family and friends who do buy melatonin and I think we produce melatonin in our own brains. So I think when we're depending on an outside substance, it, it can affect everything. So if you are not sleeping very well, um, find out, talk to your doctor. Um, go to bed early. You can miss that program, that TV series that's up late. You know, there's DVRs and you can watch it another time. 
you know, and that it's going to lead into another topic that I'm going to be talking about tonight. Uh, having time for your study. Uh, and it's an ancient wisdom that many, many people used to have done for centuries. Uh, great Roman emperors would study at night when they were trying to learn information amongst their duties. And um, I just remember reading about Marcus Aurelius and he would study for a couple hours before going to bed. So also turning the switch in your brain off, you know, how to stop thinking. There's a variety of ways. Um, there's meditation. There's just even breathing patterns. They're saying even just breathing deeply, steadily will get you to sleep faster. So um, if you are not sleeping, um, let's talk about it. Feel free to give me a call in. You know, how are you affected? Do you find that you have more energy because you've been sleeping more, you know, or do you feel like you're just always trying to catch up to your energy because you haven't gotten enough? So I'd love to hear from you. If you are listening to me here on anchor.fm, feel free to leave me a voicemail. If you would like to be anonymous, or you know just talk about it but not be recognized you can email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com that's probably one of the better ways to reach me so we're going to go on to our next sub next topic we're going to talk about before we do that we're going to fit in the two quotes of the day uh, first quote is from marcus aurelius waste no more time arguing what is a good man or no excuse me waste no time arguing about what a good man should be be one that's a very good one man every time i've got into it with a woman or whatever they always say you don't know what a good man is and i'm like well i am one and it's like what are your standards you know so okay and then the next quote of the day is money is only a tool it will take where take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. Hmm. Very interesting. And that's by an Ayn Rand. So that was uh, two of the quotes out of Unshakable um, from other authors. So we're going to talk about Unshakable in just a little bit here and maybe do a little bit of reading. But we're going to move on to our next topic. So hold on, hold tight, and we'll be right back. Okay, so uh, next up, we're going to talk about... Um, fun facts of the day and I was looking up this one website it's called www.factsliders.com and the one that came up for me I didn't know I asked for this but this is only about 9% of marijuana users become clinically dependent or according to a study now Anytime and when someone wants to make something like that, a study, I make sure it's verifiable. So I looked at their source and they do have a source. And um, there's a few different doctors. They all have PhDs, but no MDs. And then the articles 
um, the sources marijuana dependence and its treatment um, by Dr. Alan J. Budney, PhD, Roger Ruffman, DSW, Robert Steffens, PhD, and Denise Walker, PhD. Um, so what is it saying here? It says, uh, the prevalence of marijuana abuse and dependence of disorders has been increasingly among adults and adolescents in the United States. Thus, paper reviews the problems associated with marijuana use, including unique characteristics of marijuana dependence and the results of laboratory research treatment trials to date. It also discusses limitations, currently knowledge, and potential areas of advancing research and clinical intervention. So, wow, this is kind of actually an interesting article, and I would probably love to read it later because it, it is a little bit of a long one. But they do have statistical views. Um, and here's okay, so if you ever are going to peddle statistics, okay, one, you got to find out how many people were surveyed how long for what period of time and so on and so forth so it's very key that you i learned that in statistics class so um definitely um, i'm using those skills so what is it saying okay this study was done conducted from 1993 to 2005 so that's a pretty big chunk of time you know uh very important so um they're saying percentage of admissions on one side and they have like alcohol, cocaine, heroin, and marijuana. The most addictive in this study they're showing is alcohol. Then the next is cocaine um, followed up. But they're split into two. Like 1993, they show alcohol was like the highest, most addictive drug out there. But in 2005... Like the difference was, is like, you know, more than 60% of all admissions of alcohol, alcoholics showed how addicted they were. But in 2005, it was reduced. So interesting. Then they show cocaine in marijuana and um, the amount of addictions has gone up in 2005. So interesting to look at these um, facts. And if you're curious, go check out HTTP s hyphen forward slash forward slash www dot ncbi dot nim dot nih dot gov forward slash pmc forward slash articles forward slash capital pmc two seven nine seven zero nine eight so that is the what is the html that's the exact you know, address that I went to find this article. So I love when I find you can refer to a fact in a study and see how many people were studied. So interesting, fun fact, you know, um, and I was just talking of that, you know, once in a while when I'm overly stressed out, um, cannabis is uh, available to me and helps me go to sleep and, you know, ease my thoughts. So, um, anyhow, so we're going to get into podcasting. Um, Anchor.fm is repackaging themselves by focusing on the messaging and interaction of messages for podcasting. Now, I have made quite a few friends 
uh, through podcasting, fellow podcasters, and we message each other. We listen to each other's stations, but I'm always looking for brand new listeners and people who like to get involved. So you can take advantage of that opportunity if you download anchor.fm and then you can message me in or you create a profile. You don't have to record anything. You just go, you know, you find my station, Good Vibes, Jason B., or with Jason B, a broad minds and more podcast. And you click that little message icon and you send me a one minute message. You can sometimes two or three if you need to. So it's there if you need it. Um, also, so I, I have been messaged about, you know, podcasters and I've been talking on the street. Like what if you're interested in you, you don't know how to start? Well, the easiest way is to do anchor.fm. And the basic ways are you push the, that button, it's record, and you start talking. You don't need a fancy microphone. You don't need no fancy headphones or an interface or computer. You just need your phone and you just speak into it and you do the best you can. Um, second thing is like people are like, well, what's a good structure? Um, one of the things I like to do is write myself an outline to stay focused on making a podcast. So if you're topic specific, an outline will work really good for you. So just remember, you're not trying to make things perfect. You're just trying to make a good product that you're proud of. You know, be okay. Um, don't be over hip, um, judgmental on yourself. Um, and if you're going to use statistics or facts, make sure that you can be able to cite them because there's people like me who are want to look in and find out where did you find this information for this claim, you know? So it's interesting to say the least. Uh, that you do that. Um, the next thing is, is like, if you're going to podcast, take your time, take your time is, is so important. So, um, definitely something that you, you might want to take advantage of. So, and then the other thing is, it's like, start out with advertising with your friends and family. And if you don't like them, you know, friends and family, and just start, you know, like I did just print out a bunch of cards and start passing it out and create a logo for yourself you know pass it out to a stranger they might toss your cards they might listen but you know the more you would network and expose yourself the more you're going to get listens and eventually more sponsorship so if you have that opportunity go ahead and take advantage of it well i'm going to take a little, brief little break and we will be right back thanks for listening to about podcasting Here are a few call-ins from my listeners and also fellow podcasters and uh, just talking about different topics. And I just wanted to share some of their call-ins. I appreciate them all. And yeah, so we'll see where it goes. Yo, what up, Jason B? This is your bro, PDE, Life in Alaska. Just touching base. It's kind of a dark uh, instrumental. I just choose this for the first time, my first time hearing it. Thought I'd try to rap on it. And uh, it's cool. He's seen a little bit more about you on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Court cases. Uh, book cases. Uh, that's how I do it, man. I'm tracing. 
Uh, social media wanna be erasing. It's a free stuff from your bro. It's your bro, PDE, life in Alaska, yo. If y'all wanna come up here and take a trip and see some scenery, by the way, you better hit me up. I'll be like, sit down and have some uh, good pizza from Moose's Dude. And I'll take it down and we getting loose, sweet and true. I'm talking about the flow. I'm coming up on my 20 year. Whoa, I'm talking about man, what up, Jason B? I wanna hear your freestyles, man, and hit me up as PDE. What's going on, Jason, my friend Jason, the seeker of knowledge? It is Patrick from We Live on a Planet. I, well, you probably, you know my voice. What am I talking about? Oh, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you for that call of encouragement because, you know, I just had a call from uh, Radio Mylar who said the same thing to me. It's hard to get back on a routine after there's been some huge change in our life. And this accident really just kicked the ever-living crap out of me. And uh, I thought I was ready to come back to podcasting, and I did. And then I, I just, I get, I really wasn't. I just mentally wasn't there. I just still physically hurting. And uh, every day is a little better. And I'm ready to get back on it. And one of the things to do was by answering all these phone calls. And uh, I started with you. So thank you, Jason. Thank you for the encouraging words. I do appreciate it. Thank you for sticking with me through this time. I do appreciate that as well too. Take care, my friend. Peace. Hey, Jason, thanks for uh, hitting me back. And I have since sort of taken a back seat to anchor in terms of the daily grind. Um, it's still always on my mind in terms of creating content and the episodes that I want to put forth. And in doing such Monday, uh, the 13th, I will have an episode that talks about all that in great detail. And I had an amazing time putting it all together, but ultimately, um, yeah, I can't wait till everybody hears it. But yeah, I have a new schedule in place. As you already know, I kind of have spoke about it out there on Instagram and such. But yeah, uh, thanks. And I'm glad you enjoyed the content. And I'm going to listen to change either now or definitely tomorrow at work. I'm going to go through all my my anchor stuff that I haven't uh, got a chance to listen to yet. But thanks again. Welcome back to Good Vibes with Jason B of Broad Minds and More Podcast. So I said I was going to do a little bit of reading out of uh, Every Good Endeavor by Timothy Keller and Catherine Leary Alsdorf. So I'm reading chapter eight, and there are some definitely things that have stood out in this book. And the chapter is called What Reveals Our Idols. So I'm going to start out with this section of idols of modern culture. And I think it's very important to listen. And I'm not going to read the whole chapter because if you're interested, I'd, I'd highly suggest it. Take a chance in reading this, this book. Um, it raises so many points. I mean, it is a religious-based book, but the way that the writer is going about it is actually heightening my awareness about what is going on in the world and how we all operate in it and our standards, our beliefs, our hustle, you know, our day-to-day, how we pass knowledge, how we talk to our friends, um, how we identify and communicate, you know, period. So here we go. And it's called idols of modern culture. Great changes occur in Western societies approximately 500 years ago. 
the rise of modern science and philosophical movement called the Enlightenment, modern society dethroned the idols of religion, tribe, and tradition, replacing them with reason and empiricism and individual freedom as the ultimate values that overrule all others. The modern value of reason includes several elements. One is the ideal of progress embodied in the unstoppable forward march of science and technology. Modern science adopted the conviction that the diffusion of science and technology would bring happier days that history and politics must shape by this ideal. It was said that the science alone has a rigorous empirical method that results in proof, not merely speculation or feeling. Also, the modern worldwide absolutely everything has a natural and therefore physical cause. At the popular level, this view still enormous cultural authority. Most people do not venture to make in case in the public square without relying on scientific evidence, which is seen as objective and unsaleable. The implicit idea is that the science given enough time will be able to answer all our questions and solve all of our problems. Scientific methods have extended beyond the physical and social sciences into the realms of marketing, politics, and entertainment. Modern culture stopped looking to the wisdom of the ancients or to any revelation from religious authorities except for the optional and prevatic spiritual comfort. To build a flourishing society, we need only human reason informed by the scientific method. Closely related to this radical view, new hope in human reason was the absolutionizing of individual freedom. Modern societies no longer saw the world as containing binding moral norms of truth to which all people must submit. Rather, they insisted that they were not standard, was no standard of higher than the right of the individual to choose life he or she wanted to live. The only moral wrong is that the view was to keep other individuals from choosing to live as they found fulfilling. That meant that the ultimately there was no moral authority or cause higher than happiness of itself. As many have pointed out, this, made, this choice that was made and feelings into something sacred and holy in the modern world, now individuals, was the certain of the universe and the creature beyond all the else entitled absolute respect. In other words, human self had replaced God. The idols of modern culture have profound influence on the shape of our work today in traditional societies that have found the meaning and sense of value by submitting their interest and sacrificing their desires to serve a higher cause like God, family, and other people. In modern societies, there is an often no higher cause than individual interests and desires. 
the shift powerfully changed the role of work people's li- work in people's lives and now became the way defining ourselves traditional cultures tend to see people's place on the social ladder as assigned by nature or convention each family has its own proper place that view had put too little stock on the role of individual talent ambition and hard work for determining the outcome of one's life the modern society responded by put too much stock in the autonomous person philosopher luck fairy explains how the new individualism of modern society influenced our work and here's what he said in the aristocratic tradition world view work was considered a defect a a servile activity literally reserved for slaves in the modern world view it became it becomes an arena of self-realization a means not only to educating oneself but also fulfillment work becomes the defining activity of man his aim to create himself by remaking the world that's a pretty heavy topic if you ask me um i read half that section and there's more to it but what it really brings to my mind is that you know in the ages of pre-modern society and i would have to say before really before the industrial revolution people were ruled aristocratically like it was saying they were handed work and they had a trade and they traded their services sometimes for monetary needs or sometimes because they had to they were told to or they were killed now whoever i guess if you were to say the what's the word i'm you trying to think of the conspiracy theorists they th- their evolution would say that whoever runs really the the world right now or is in charge of it no longer sought the use of slavery in which it was of the old because they had so many problems but if you could fool people in the mind let alone control their beliefs then that would be something remarkable because you weren't actually beating or forcing them you're shaming them and feeling that, that they have to do something and it also goes into that theory of divide and conquer so so many times do i see in churches where they basically continue a lot of that thought and and i will catch flack for, for this for saying this but i think it's important because when you come to let's say a religious or faith a, a belief in a higher being creator god whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter he doesn't really interfere and one of the things that most religious organizations say is to seek god's will now believe it or not good or bad god's will is everywhere 
whatever you want to call him. When you make a mistake, that's God's will. When you make an accomplishment, that's God's will. The purpose in which he teaches and gives and takes is not for us to truly understand. Supposedly in the Bible, it says that man was designed to subdue the earth. And that's kind of conflicting in itself. I don't think it was so much that we were supposed to subdue the earth, but to manicure it and to take care of it. But the problem is, is that we have free will and we all have these selfish desires and it's peddled all around us not to work together, not to understand one another. You're divided in sight. You're divided in how you hear, how you speak, how you eat. I was just talking to a guy from Ghana the other day. And he was telling me, I'm so grateful to be here in the United States because food is all around. I can go anywhere within a mile and I can find food. And in my country, it's not like that. Now I see people so heavy and fat. There's in my country, there's no fat people unless they're in the government. And television and being able to speak. And as I was listening to him and thinking about what he was saying, it really got me thinking how privileged we really are. And then when we debate and debacle our politics and the way that we run life here in the United States, it's a real shame because there's so many influences from outside our own country who want to take advantage of us, who want us to work. They want, it's like a, it's a really big giant game of monopoly. And I really like what, you know, the, in this chapter, this part of the chapter, how they point out, you know, science can explain everything, but science is endless. There's not always a reason why we should have to understand why things work the way they do. For example, since I believe in Christianity and I believe in satoric living and the laws of attraction, laws of love, one of the things I like to do every so often is I take off my socks and shoes on purpose and I go walk out on the bare ground, grass, dirt, whatever, and just close my eyes, extend my arms out and just uncharge myself. And they call it grounding. Um, if you want to look up, look up grounding, human grounding, there's plenty of people on YouTube who can explain what it is. Basically the body is made of free radicals and energy constantly moving. And I believe that to be true. You know, we're our own energy producers, believe it or not. When we eat, exercise, sleep, we're always producing some kind of energy charge. And I guess you could say, if you really think about it, when you watch the movie like The Matrix, it kind of talks about, you know, how the machine has used human to charge itself. But 
with that being said, you know, mankind is trying to fight faith and religion, and yet faith and religion is still trying to control man. And what I've gotten out of this is the way that I use science is that they're both intermixed. And how I thought about it was um, when uh, I saw that movie Avatar. It was a beautiful movie, believe it or not. I mean, James Cameron did an amazing job. And the natives of the planet were showing how they were interconnected. And it reminded me of Native Americans here in the United States, how they teach the same thing. The wind, the rain, the rivers, the land, the heat, the sun, the moon. I mean, we have ancient civilizations that far exceed our understanding of technology. You know, um, tribes and groups like Sumerians, the Aztecs, the Mayans, Toltecs. You know, these are just a few societies from around the world. Their calendars were so much more accurate than ours. Growing seasons to floods, weather, weather. They could tell you basically when things happen. But in order to make their system work, they did have to involve in manipulation, religious and faith. And sometimes it was barbaric. So as I was reading this chapter, it made me think about that. It's just like, what's going on here in the United States? My personal public opinion is, is that Donald Trump, our president, has committed many crimes, has lied repeatedly, is not respectable, and I don't care about his personal agenda. He's the first president besides Richard Nixon that I can say is a true slimeball because he's only interested in making his own business deals. He talks about everything being so great when it's not. He sends our troops overseas or continues to send our troops. We have a battle fleet, a carrier group heading to the Middle East and they should, probably should be there by now. Ready to go to war with possibly Iran. And for what? If we can afford a billion dollar carrier or a couple billion dollar carrier or an aircraft that far exceed that amount and service men and service women, why can't we stop borrowing and help take care of our people, our land, our shores, our food? I was reading articles about lately about Monsanto and Monsanto does not exist anymore. Monsanto was bought out by bear, you know, the bear aspirin and they're finding there's some conflicting studies. They're saying that, you know, the people with health problems, it's not gluten that they got to worry about. It's the pesticides that remain on the ground that the crops grow through and GM, genetic, genetically modified foods. But it all goes to these idols. You know, I hear constantly entrepreneur, people claiming to be entrepreneurs and 
wanting success or preaching success and some kind of get rich scheme. But I never hear anyone talk about how much they really enjoy helping others. I hear people saying they are helping others, but they're more benefiting themselves than they're actually helping others, in my opinion. It's a tough act, if you ask me. You know, a lot of people that I've met, they just want a job and they want a home and they won't be able to feed their family and have a little bit of enjoyment. But this fallacy of and preaching of the grind, I've got to achieve more. Nothing is secure. You can't, there's no such thing as a secure company to work for. It's not out there. You can't go and do what they used to do where you'd work for a company for 30 years and earn a pension and you have a retirement. Those days are gone. Now they replace them with 401ks and Roths and expect you to cover your ass. People are living longer. So the powers of B are allowing our food to be toxified and creating these false society uh, ideals and using science as a scapegoat. How many times have you ever heard a newscaster say, scientifically speaking? I don't know. It's, it's very interesting to me. And I'm not easily fooled either when it comes to this, because when I take time to think about it, even I'm a part of the rat race. Lately, I've been uh, trying to do my best in my job because I'm, I've been a little behind and it has been stressful, but at the same time, I want to give my absolute best because I'm being of service. I enjoy what I do and who I work for, and I can't be ever more grateful. But like I said, when I was reading out of the book, the author made some very valid points. People think that they, they don't have to believe in anymore. And I think it comes from a point where people were shamed to believe. I remember growing up as a little boy, like if you didn't go to church, you're going to go to hell. And you were taught what hell was. And here's my thought on that. People are saying that, well, the devil's work. I don't think that the devil is really someone who can actually compete with our creator or God's will. There's not a being, not an angel. There's not one thing on this earth that actually could compete with the capacity of what a true God grand creator is. He would not allow that. It's just a device, a device to control people, to make them feel bad. You know, just like I mentioned before in other podcasts, you know, I notice when I go into a church, it's always dark. There's purple and incandescent lights and the mood, and it's like a stage performance. And there's these songs that 
get to your soul sometimes and make you feel bad and make people cry and get emotional. And then you have people, they teach kind of like a judgment. I know my creator, my God, would tell me never to judge another person or their faith or to put them down. Just wouldn't. So anyhow, this book is kind of like showing me like the idols that we use so that we can reach some kind of comfort. And there, it is peddled around that we need to suffer in life. I don't know if it's necessarily we need to suffer. I think it's the grand design that we're not supposed to be stagnant or just sit in success. We're supposed to go through trials and tribulation. Some people meet their full potential and their full ability. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Well, I was going to read from Tony Robbins, but I'd rather close this out, um, this variety episode out. I've already talked. I've been trying to record it yesterday and today and just putting time in, but I wanted to sit at my desk to actually think about what I was going to speak about. If you are enjoying, these are deep discussion points. And yeah, that kind of went off in many different places. If you've been really enjoyed it, leave an applause, leave a rating on anywhere you are hearing this podcast. If you'd like to message me here on anchor.fm, feel free to create a profile if you don't have one and leave a message. If you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. If you'd like to email me, you can email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. Well, I'm your host, Jason B. You all have a wonderful evening or a good morning or good afternoon, wherever you're at. Take care.